Welcome to the Green Room, where we discuss the big issues in cannabis. Um, I should say welcome back to the Green Room, because it has been a while. I'm, I'm Martin Lane, the co-founder of Cannabis. And joining me this week is our outgoing editor-at-large, Reese Cohen. Hi, Reese. Hello. How's it going? So as some of you may have read on Cannabis or on your in your social media feed, um, today as we record this being Thursday. Um, Reese is joining Can Group in the newly created role of Senior Corporate Communications Manager. Um, Reese, why are you leaving me? Oh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. that <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm well, you just know, you a long line of many, am I? <laughs> of course, men I've disappointed over the years. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been kicking around and in cannabis for a little while now like 2016 so about six years or so and i've never actually worked for like been employed by a medicinal cannabis product company um so i've always kind of been on the outside looking in that's kind of how how i sometimes sort of felt about it or feel about it i suppose and being a consultant and an analyst and a commentator and a loud mouth um you know, I, I'm, I'm inherently sort of curious. So I, I guess I always knew that at, at some point I'd like to get inside the tent and figure out how the sausage is made, so to speak. Um, so that's part of it. And, and also just, you know, a bit of a lifestyle change. You know, being, being freelance is, as you would know, you know, pretty, pretty brutal at times, can be really tricky, um, uh, can be, uh, it can be difficult to motivate yourself. And I'm, I'm looking forward to being part of a larger team on a more sort of permanent basis and you know have have one job at a time um which will be a bit novel yeah now now i know you've been kind of keen to move into corporate communications um but but what was it about can group and and this role in particular that kind of attracted you and and, and persuaded you to make the leap um well first of all they they uh offered it to me which is which is nice um that helps a lot but uh no i, I obviously you know I've, I've spent the last few months uh c- considering and and sussing out potential uh moves into permanent work and look i love all my children equally Martin, but one of the reasons that i that i was um particularly interested in can is i've known them for a long time so i've known peter and uh, you know, since 2016, and I've known Shane um, since about then as well. And they've always, both them and, and the other members of the team that I've come to know over the years, have always struck me as very ethical, considerate people who are switched on, professional. And the older I get, the more I realise that the people that you're working with are always more important than the work you're doing or the company that they're a part of uh, if you can find good people then everything else sort of takes care of itself yeah and and I guess you know it's probably a bit unfair given that you you haven't even started there yet but what do you see as the kind of the the, the big challenges for can and, and maybe the industry more generally from a kind of communications perspective sure um well I mean from the industry sort of in general there are the the, the ones that we're all familiar with right which is the fact that you can still get in an Uber or, you know, be chatting to someone at a, at a, at a, at a party and talk about your work and be asked, oh, is that legal? So I think the general knowledge of 
the fact that medicinal cannabis exists at all in Australia is still a huge barrier that that we need to keep working to overcome. And you know, communications is obviously you know crucial to that. And then, of course, even more relevant or or necessary stakeholder groups, patients, of course, but also healthcare professionals, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, politicians, the police, uh, policymakers. Any, I think you can point to most problems or issues that we have with medicinal cannabis in Australia and immediately see how they could be made better or resolved through better communication or better information being made available to people. For, for CAN specifically, um, I think they are, in my mind, they're one of the original companies. Yeah, obviously, I'm hugely biased, but that's genuinely how I you know, came across them, as I said, very early on, and that they've always been a real um, mainstay of the industry from my perspective. Um, but I feel like CAN probably hasn't been as, as effective as they could have been in celebrating some of the achievements that they've had and the successes that they've made. I mean, the industry is brutal and hard for everybody, right? So, you know, that it's, it's many companies have uh, made mistakes or struggled or um, had setbacks, you know, or all of us have, um, and that's always going to happen. But I think being able to, to appropriately um, and modestly, uh, you know, promote yourself and, and celebrate your successes is something that I'm excited to help Can do more of, I guess. Yeah. And how are you feeling about dealing with journalists on a on a day to day basis? <laughs> being on being on the other side of the fence. Um, yeah, good actually. You know, I um, I mean, I, you know, it's been great working with with you and and the rest of the team at Cannabis, obviously, and, and learned a lot about how um how journalists operate and the kinds of things that they need and when they need them and those sorts of nitty gritty things. And also in my in one of my previous roles when I was working at the Lambert Initiative, I was on that side of the fence again. So I was um, receiving inquiries from journalists and liaising with media teams and whatnot. So it's it's been um, great to to sort of see a sort of three sixty view of that. It's I reckon on average probably more fun to be the journalist than the person um, <laughs> responding to the journalist. <laughs> um, and and I guess that's one thing that I that I will miss a little bit is is the capacity to be a bit cheeky at times and to and to really you know sort of um, dig into stories and and try and uncover the um, uh, interesting things that maybe organisations aren't interested in discussing necessarily. Yeah. And, and and where will your kind of focus be? Do you think will it? You know, maybe the answer is is all of the above. But you know, will it be the kind of financial press and obviously managing the communications for an ASX listed entity will it be more the medical kind of side of things or will it be consumer media you know how, how do you see that kind of playing out like you say probably all of the above I mean I'm thankfully and gratefully um I'll be my my direct line manager is the chief financial officer so you know very sensitive, important, detailed financial announcements and reg, you know, compliance-related ASX announcements um, will have a steady hand at the at the wheel um, in that regard. And I'll, I'm looking forward to sort of training myself up more in that space because you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily a finance person myself. That's not my area of expertise. Um, can Group, you know, isn't doesn't have we don't we don't have our own brands. Yeah, so we work with uh, our 
we supply uh, to other uh, product companies that then communicate with healthcare professionals. So our communication needs are a, a little bit different to some of the sort of brand name companies, I guess, is a, is a way to think about them. Um, so I think a lot of the work that I'll be doing, at least initially, will be on discussing and, and, uh, and communicating about um, uh, corporate activities. You know, what's going on at Mildura? What's going on with the clinical trials and the Satafarm gel pell product? Um, you know, there are uh, lots of exciting things to talk about already in that space. And there's lots of, of even more exciting stuff that's um, coming down the tubes. That will be an initial focus. And then I think the, the role is it has capacity to be quite flexible. So, and, and that's something that I, uh, that, that, that we've discussed myself and, and the CAN team is, um, you know, stepping up to work on whatever needs may arise when they arise. Um, and uh, yeah, being a bit sort of multi-skilled in that regard, I suppose. And the thing we haven't mentioned that I suppose we should is is the fact that you will be or have already relocated to Melbourne from Sydney. So um, how's it going? What's the weather like? What's the weather like? Well, it's not raining today. So that's pretty cool. That's a plus. I, um, it is a huge plus. Hey, I look, I grew up in Sydney and my whole, almost all of my friends are there. You know, my parents are there, my sisters are there. Obviously, you're there, Martin. You know, let's not let us not I know, forget. I know, but um, I'm only a flight away. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's funny. I, um, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in Melbourne over the years, especially in 2016, 2017, when I was setting up the um, CAN 10 Medicinal Cannabis Leadership Program. I sort of lived down here for a good sort of six months or so as well. Um, so it's pretty. It's a pretty familiar city to me, which is nice. Um, and um, it's, but it's exciting to be in a new city you know, starting afresh to some extent, you know, finding your feet. Um, it's the sort of closest thing that I can get to tourism um, at the moment without leaving the country. So um, I'm enjoying the novelty and the food, let's be honest. That's that's good to hear. Now, now you'll still be contributing to cannabis on, a, on an ad hoc basis. Um, but I wondered what, you know, you talked about being on the other side. What, what, what were you, you sort of miss most about being on the on the journalist side of the divide, apart from apart from me, obviously. Apart from you, obviously. Um, I think the, well, probably the diversity of subject matter that you can write about and think about, um, that's always uh, very rewarding, I think. I, you know, on a personal level, like I, I really value a lot of novelty and diversity in the sort of work that I do. Um, but I'm sure I'll find other ways to sort of scratch that itch. But then, of course, also, you know, as I as I highlighted before, you know, the um, the the expectation to be a bit um, uh, to, to to stick the elbow in sometimes mm -hmm. uh, is an instinct that I will that I will practice resisting um, <laughs> now that I'm no longer in that capacity. But that's totally fine as well. Oh, we should, we should look, look forward to that. And, and just a little bit self-indulgent for a minute in terms of the kind of, you know, work that you've, you've done with us over the last, what, 12 to 18 months, what, what would you say is your favourite story that you were involved in? My favourite story? My favourite story that I was involved in? I think probably like the most significant story that I was involved in in my opinion, was when we broke the news that 
the government was going to be looking at um, evening the playing field and implementing GMP reforms. Uh, we got a, a scoop. I got a scoop um, uh, about that, and we, and we managed to break that story before before it was sort of public knowledge within the industry. So that's something I'm really really proud of, and um, and and has been really impactful, I think. Uh, but I guess like, you know, as opposed to just one specific story, I think overall, because, you know, it's funny, you say 12 to 18 months, it feels like so much longer for me because we have done so much work together and it's been such a big part of my life, cannabis. And it's been really awesome to see it go from, you know, just another B2B news site to a mandatory, you know, um, subscription. You know, it's, it's the only source now of, of of Australian specific medicinal cannabis industry news, and it goes out every week. And it's from the people that I've spoken to, you know, become a really um, normal and expected part of their of their work life. Um, and you know, how how would they find out about stuff without it? You know, so um, I hope hope cannabis sort of never goes away because plenty of people would be you know sort of deaf, dumb, and blind if if they weren't getting the newsletters every week. Do you know what I mean? Well, we will we will be going nowhere. Um, what what do you think um, with your crystal ball um, gazing mm. skills? We'll be writing about in the next twelve to eighteen months. Mm. Well, you know, predictably, perhaps you know, boringly, um, S three CBD registration. I reckon there's a good chance that we'll see a product get registered within eighteen months or thereabouts. And that'll be exciting because that's something that, you know, we've talked about ad nauseum. It's been, <laughs> we've written so many articles about it over the, over the months and it'll be exciting to see that actually come to fruition if, if it ends up um, going that way because it's not necessarily a done deal either. I really hope that we, that we start talking about what might be next for both medicinal cannabis law reform and cannabis law reform in general. It's been very uh, heartening to see the regulatory framework improve so much in terms of patient access over the last six years or so. You know, I mean, I just finished writing my master's thesis on this, so it's a bit, um, it's a bit front of mind for me, but we did start off with a patient access framework that looked very different to what we have today and that did not work. And the framework we have today is miles ahead um, but I, I don't see many people discussing what's next for that. Um, what happens after, you know, we transition to, you know, five schedules for a SASB application, you know, what's the logical transition, uh, point to make things even easier or even more affordable, uh, or effective for patients. Um, so I'd like to see us talking about that. Um, and, um, hopefully we can start talking about some some more significant export markets other than say germany for australian companies because that that also really needs to happen in order to support the local industry here now a little more kind of closer in in kind of time frame is australian medicinal cannabis symposium um in next month uh, feels like everyone I speak to is, is is planning to be there and for me it's super exciting because you know I've been in the industry 
two years now and 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 met very few people face to face for for the obvious reason um so uh, two questions really i suppose first one would be what, what who are you most looking forward to hearing speak what do you think the kind of big stories will be that come out of come out of symposium next month I actually don't even know who's speaking at UIC. <laughs> because, you are. You because are. I, uh, yeah, I, well, uh, yes, I am. Uh, and and Cassandra Hunt and I will be will be um, sharing a presentation, um, which will be great. I hope. But the reason the reason I haven't even looked at who's presenting is because for me the presentations at UIC and at other conferences aren't why I go there necessarily. Personally speaking. The reason I go to these conferences is to, as you say, see people face to face, chat with people, uh, and um, and talk about the presentations and you know mill around the, um, the, the 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 trade show area, just soak up the vibe. I absolutely love that. I love cannabis conferences, and it's been something that I've really missed, and I know other people uh, have really missed as well. So this is going to be the first in person event in Australia, you know, of this size since. Um, MCIA in March 2020 you know so it's been a, it's been a long bloody time it's been over two years and I think everyone's keen as a bean yeah and it'll be it's funny you know like, yeah you, I mean you've never you've never really met you haven't really met anyone face to face and I mean neither I mean, has, has Cassandra I was chatting with her about yeah. that you know there are so many people who, who haven't put a face to a name in in person obviously yeah um yeah. that's gonna be so much fun yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I just missed that. Um, you know, we started working on cannabis in around April 2020. So just missed um, the MCIA conference. And then, of course, you know, Lucy's had, you know, some shocking luck for, for, for a couple of years with 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 symposium. So, um, yeah, met people on Zoom, met a few people in Sydney in between kind of various lockdowns and stuff but yeah I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to meeting people without some sort of strange background behind them um but... <laughs> well <laughs> apologies i i am i'm not even 48 hours in my new accommodation so that's why the background is blurred yeah no um, no because no, no, if you could you're... see the pile of stuff that's going on right now you would <laughs> be impressed <laughs> well actually that's a very good segue because um i was going to say we ought to let you get back back to your unpacking so um just um, for me to say, uh, good luck in the new role. Thanks for all your help over the last 18 months. Looking forward to working on lots of interesting content together going forward. Um, as we said, you will be kind of contributing, you know, some, some on an ad hoc basis um, when stuff mm -hmm. pops up. I'm sure you'll never short of an opinion. Um, so we'll, <laughs> we'll look forward to hearing those. Um, and, uh, and I guess I'll, uh, I'll see you at Symposium. I'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, all. See you there. Bye. See you soon.